0: <laughs> Top
1: hey,
0: so everybody Ringo here we go. Beautiful
1: day in LA <laughs> Tom, moto,
0: chat, So uh...
3: Everybody and welcome to episode 100 yeah, of woo, Talk woo. More Talk a solo Beatles video cast. And wow, what a celebration! We've got a bunch of fans here ready to ask us their opinionated questions, uh, as we did on our 50th episode of uh, Talk More Talk. We did rack our brains, and we're doing the same here for our 100th. And um, but first, uh, before we do all that, we're gonna introduce ourselves and do a little little backstory, uh, if you will. And um, my name is Tom Hunyadi, uh, and hopefully you know me from our other show, Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast. And uh, man, this has just been a thrill of my life uh, to be able to uh, do this show with my my three colleagues actually four because you know every once in a while we get to see ken womack as well but we'll talk about him in a second but back in 2012 i discovered a show called things we said today and i was introduced to uh, a man named ken michaels ken how are you doing
4: i'm great can't believe this is show 100 it's
3: it's a show 100 and (laughs) You know, uh, Ken is, is is very passionate about uh, the Beatles and, and the solo Beatles. And you know, after discovering his show and and other shows like well, when when they was Fab and, and something about the Beatles and uh, I've got a Beatles podcast and and many more. You know, the good thing about those shows is they're all great, um, but not but they but they center around the Beatles and sometimes they do shows about the solo Beatles as as well and few years later, I started uh, Two Legs, the Paul McCartney podcast, just out of kind of like a little bit of frustration that there wasn't really a lot of chat about solo Beatles. And Ken, I can't believe this, but December 23rd, I went back and I found the message <laughs> that I sent you on December 23rd, 2017. And um, here, I got the message right here. And I, uh, let's see here, where is it? Of course, I don't have it up. <laughs> Uh, but it says, uh, Ken, Ken, what are your thoughts about on doing an all solo Beatles podcast? Mm. I'm thinking maybe a show where we just dis- discuss all things solo music. I'm thinking about asking Kit as well. Uh, maybe one more person, a four-person show. I don't know, just thinking out loud. <laughs> and, and then your response was, well, um, I'd be interested in it, and but we'd have to talk about it maybe after Christmas. And, and we did. And... You know, and when we were talking, because like I said, I wanted to have Kid on there, but I didn't realize because I wanted this as well. you were talking about doing a video show too. So not Mm -hmm. only were you, did you want to do a show with Kittle Tool as well, which was the plus, Mm -hmm. and then you wanted to do the video aspect of it as well too. And I just thought, man, Ken is just sitting, you know, on all, just, uh, you know, it's, it's so good when you have somebody that's on the same page with you, you know, and wants to do uh, something that uh, you want to do as well. So uh, Ken, what were your thoughts on on doing an all solo Beatles show?
4: Oh, I'm totally for it. You know, the one thing that's most important is that um, all the Beatles music group and solo is talked about. Nothing yeah. should ever be ignored, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, I do remember at the time because uh, on a lot of podcast shows were now becoming video shows, right? And on things we said today, we we were staying an audio show, and I was kind of pushing for us to enter the video world. And um, Mm -hmm. you know, Alan was a little bit shy of being on camera, and he said, "What what is the benefit? People will just hear the same things that that we're saying anyway, only on screen." But he started getting used to it. Mm-hmm. from being invited on other shows, and then right. all of a sudden, we became a video show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I love talking about the Solo Beatles, probably more than talking about the group. <laughs> you know, because well, and- I love, I love uh, the fact that there's so much out there to explore. Right. There's four times as much music from the Solo Beatles as, right. as what they did as a band. And so mm-hmm. much of that were commercial successes and artistic right. success- successes. And, um, you know, I noticed over the years with my background in radio, you know, radio only plays a certain amount of music from any artist. As the years go on, that playlist gets thinner and thinner and thinner. Mm -hmm. And there's very little of the solo Beatles that you'll hear on commercial radio, aside from core hits from mainly the 70s at this point. Right. Treasure trove of all this other music that followed. Mm -hmm. as well as all the great music of the 70s and so yeah totally I was for it and I remember saying to you because you were listening to my my live radio show of thing, I said I've always had the idea if there was ever going to be a solo Beatles podcast call it talk more talk talk there you (laughs) go you know it is like it it was handed to us right uh, (laughs) (laughs) very true Completely for it
3: Yeah. And then as after while we were talking, then you agreed to to uh, message Kittle tool. And uh, here she is, the the queen of all Beatles media, uh, the queen, Kittle tool. How are you doing?
5: (laughs) I'm doing great. (laughs) Thank thank you. Thank you. So. so, so,
3: um, You know, (laughs) thank you. you. You were guesting on a lot of podcasts at this time mm-hmm. what were your thoughts about actually being a part of one once oh, uh was, ken messaged you
5: oh yeah. i was thrilled i i you mm-hmm. know wanted to do it uh i, I you know love being on different okay. uh, podcasts okay. and i i was just so uh excited to finally be on one i i re- really wanted to uh talk about and solo i was very excited to uh be able to talk about that because much as I love talking about the Beatles I mean who doesn't uh I thought this was a really interesting opportunity to uh, be able to talk about this subject because there were some that at particularly at that time there were some solo ones out there but not as many uh and so that to have this opportunity to do a podcast on all four solo careers I just thought that was really exciting and uh, and then what a plus to be able to talk about it with you know with you tom and and mm-hmm. ken i mean i thought you know this doesn't get any better
1: <laughs> right
5: yeah i hear you um so it was the three of us at first
3: and then we were deciding because we, we agreed that make it a four-person show and then you kit suggested ken womack
5: yeah i thought he would be a great fit and uh, at that time he wasn't quite as busy right. <laughs> as, he, <laughs> as he eventually got. Right. <laughs> Nobody anticipated, including him, how busy he would get. So at the time, you know, he was like, yeah, you know, that's, right. this sounds great. Let's do it for the same reason that he thought it would be great to have a podcast about the solo years. Right. Because, uh, like you said, he became very busy. I think he,
3: you know, we were able, fortunate to have him for, I think, at least the first you know, eight, ten episodes, and then as we know, I mean, we've got we've got what solid state, we've got uh you know we got uh, the Harrison Clapton book, we got the John, the John book. Lennon book, and then we got you know the one he, he did with you, fandom in the Beatles. So, and then obviously the Mel Evans book that we all are discussing. <laughs> Can't
5: mm-hmm. wait for <laughs> you George know Martin books.
3: Yeah, the George Martin books. And and the yep, George Martin then, books, you know, all the
5: conferences, and yes. it just went on
3: and on. Hmm. Yeah, so very understandable. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but then we did a couple episodes on our own, and then we also decided, well, you know, maybe we should have uh, again a fourth person, and then us, you know, following uh, me, and Mr. Mayo. Um, we just we do, uh, all agreed to uh, ask and ask him if he wanted to be a part of the show, and. Joe, April fifteenth of two thousand nineteen, uh, I messaged you about uh, coming on the show, and uh, you you know you had you were following our show at the time. You had mentioned yeah. that, oh, yeah. you know, that you liked the show, and then plus you know after you know seeing your your channel for for some time, you were a big solo Beatles fan, so that obviously that was the plus.
6: You know? Oh so, yeah, you like the way you told me you like the way I ripped up the yeah. best to play album cover. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting you know? yeah but uh did you give
3: yeah. it much thought about it did were you were like excited about joining oh or? I, was,
6: <laughs> I was very excited about it i mean i love the beatles of course and i love the solo beatles and you know as much as i love the beatles they do get played out i mean i don't i can't listen to the beatles every day or well, maybe i can but i don't <laughs> but the solo beatles you know they have a lot of interest to me because not, it's not so uh, played out you know right there's still there's four roads to explore after you finish the Beatles you got four uh-huh. other roads right. and um I was excited because well Ken Michaels hey you know uh, I, I grew up <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not much young, younger than Ken but <laughs> um I, you know, I, just a couple of years I think but I did wind up listening to to his show you know, uh, DHA in Jersey, and uh, uh, I I always found a lot of information. I'd go to the Fest, and he'd always be on the panels, Uh, and I I would listen to other shows he was on. I'd say, you know, I'd like to be able to to talk to Ken. I'd like to be able to give my side of the story. And Now, here I am all of a sudden, and I thought, that's an extra bonus. I mean, I would have done it anyway, but the fact that Ken was there was cool. And then Kit, I started learning more about Kit because, you know, I hadn't... uh, known her very well but kit you were doing other shows as well and i was listening to you on other people's podcasts and things and i said sure uh sign me up you know i think it's great first i was a, a pinch hitter right yeah you that's remember? right you called yeah. it a pinch, like when, pinch if hitter if ken womack couldn't make it like you know yeah then i would be the fourth fourth guest so. and, it, and, it just, very, uh,
3: and it just uh and it just ended up to, being the fact that you know it was a uh it was a pinch hitter you you were just a uh, you ended up staying, you know.
5: It was yeah, like, no, we <laughs> you in. Yeah. Yes, we held yeah.
6: you. In. Oh no, and I, I appreciate, I appreciate you asking, asking me, and yeah, I, I, I love it
3: yeah so uh your first show well i should say first our, our first show was september 12th 2018 where we did uh discuss the uh, or we reviewed the uh the Eastern Eastern. station Paul McCart- yeah palm of station um joe your first show was april 22nd and we did the the humor of george harrison which uh
6: yeah, show, you know, it's a very I fun did. show yeah show 17 <laughs> very fun yeah, show the first one yeah. i did yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah
3: and then since then we've been full steam ahead and then here we are to Episode 100. And we, I want to thank everybody that's here uh, right now for your uh, opinionated questions for our Rack Our Brains show. And is everybody ready? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Ready. So, all right. So we've got first up,
5: Mr. Mark Zutkoff. Hello, everybody. Good
0: to see you all. <clears throat> the question I have for you to kick us off is one where since we've got four hosts you can each pick a beetle and you can pick one or the other side of this question which is what if anything do you think each beetle learned throughout their solo careers that changed their recordings or live performances as time went
5: on or you can pick what have other musicians learned from each beetle's solo career could be something about the songs, like performances,
0: political activity, diet, positive, negative, anything. Eagle, I'm lost. And what <laughs> a... either the Beatles learned from their solo career or what other
5: musicians you think learned from their solo. Okay. Career. All right. Well, uh, I
3: got an order here, and we're gonna go round table for each question. And I got Kit. You're up
1: first.
5: <laughs> Thanks, Tom.
1: <laughs> uh,
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um. Well, for for John, uh, I think other artists learned from him. I'll take I'll take that because I can really uh, think uh, right away that he really uh, taught other artists about being um, honest, you know, about being, uh, you know, absolutely truthful in their songwriting and um, in, uh, in production too. I mean, really being just bare bones, hold nothing back. Um, you know, he absolutely and particularly like the Plastic Ono Band album is, a, is the best example of this. Um, you know, I can't think of too many other artists at that time that were doing anything like that and, and uh, really just laying themselves bare like that. I mean, it, it just I, I can't think of anything. So I, I think that was something that other artists learned from him um for uh, uh, you know for george i think uh the fact that he was brave enough to put his spirituality front and center i I think is another thing i mean again i don't think many other artists were doing that um and also bringing world music into uh, the forefront Mm -hmm. i mean he was way ahead of his time there Uh, And I mean, you know, I think we talked on our show about things like the Bangladesh concert and, you know, bringing in Ravi Shankar and exposing him to a wider audience. Um, So certainly that's, uh, that's another uh, thing that many artists learn from I mean, you know, Paul Simon's Graceland would that have happened without uh, George Harrison's influence who knows. for uh for Paul um gosh I would say um I'm I'm not sure I think it was just his you know his gift of melody that I think really influenced mm-hmm. other uh, other artists um and uh, you know just his you know sheer versatility I mean that's you know I, I think that has inspired so many and of course uh oh well and and the Ram album. Uh, is probably his greatest at right now legacy in in the soul years because uh, so, certainly so many, you know, that's kind of one of the earliest indie kind of uh, albums. And um, Ringo. <laughs> um, you know, because he's I mean he's great and everything. you know, he's he's pretty versatile as well. I mean, look at how he has dabbled in everything from country. Yeah. To uh, you know, to standards. I mean, he did one of the earliest standard albums. Mm-hmm. Come to think of it, mm-hmm. um, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at how Sing Rod Stewart followed, and and so many others. So you know, he's dabbled in a lot oh, of areas man. that you know artists mm-hmm. back then didn't didn't do that. So uh, so I think they all, in their own way, influenced artists after them for sure. Yeah. So it's an mm-hmm. interesting question, Mark. Mm. Now, did you want us to do all four, yeah. <laughs> Mark, or
6: did you? I can't to... even think of one by any of them. <laughs> I originally said
5: pick a beetle, but uh, okay. you well,
3: Half yeah, uh, an hour. Well, well, Kit <laughs> just answered for all four of us. So.
6: <laughs> yeah, I don't. Have, I mean, what you know? If you think of one, maybe. Right. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think of any because it's basically <laughs> what, you, what she said. You think of like on, honesty, maybe from John, maybe being more um i don't know risk get risky taking more risks maybe i'd say you know i don't
4: know okay ken man i'd love to explore both sides of what you were asking there but i think um all four Beatles survived on their own and while they were together they were developing their own individual styles and that got more solidified in their in their solo careers they all learned how to produce very well including Ringo, who co-produces with Bruce Sugar these days. And um, they all learned how to survive by themselves. Once in a while, a couple of beetles helped each other out. But for the most part, they all carved their own paths and they learned that you know, they can survive on their own. And um, you know, the mere fact, I know I go on a bit about the charts and all. If you take a look at the success that the four of them had, that's proof that they, they survived by themselves. And I think that they're, as much as they're proud of what they did as a band, they also know that they made it on their own and they're they're proud of what they achieved on their own. Right. Um, and even though Ringo's um, sales was short-lived through Goodnight Vienna, he's had a very successful career performing with the All-Star Band. And I think that Ringo has learned that, um, you know, His identity is he loves to make music, he loves to record, he loves to go out and perform. It's a simple idea. He discovered that about himself, and he's living his dream that way. And even though his music is not cerebral, (laughs) and it's not groundbreaking, he's comfortable in his own skin, you know, with what he's achieved and who he is. And I think, um, you know, he's, he's so much better for that as a person. And we can all learn from that, I think. But you know, I hope that, that that answers how the rest of the world was affected by the four solo Beatles. That's that's a whole other, you know, right. category yeah. which Kit handled very well.
7: <laughs>
3: um, with 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 other artists learning from a Beatle, I would say. You know, with with Paul, you know, yeah, Kit mentioned the melody thing too. But I also think you know people learn that they can do things on their own if they wanted to take control of their own music. Uh, if, if they were able to do something like that, you know, you look at other artists like, like, like Prince or, um, you know, uh, David Grohl with the first Foo Fighters album, uh, you know, Neil mm-hmm. Young. I mean, these artists can, can do an album all by themselves if if they want to. And I think, you know, seeing somebody like a Paul McCartney do it first and, you know, and, and having success at it and also, you know, creative mm-hmm. control. Uh, at it and um, I think that's uh, something that a lot of artists got from them and also giving back you know look at all the help that Paul McCartney gave other artists in the last 50 years Um, you know it's you know and you would hope that those other uh, those other artists gave back as well like Paul gave uh, to them so that's that would be um, that would be mine.
6: And Um, reinventing yourself yeah Uh, Paul was able to <clears throat> overcome being in the Beatles and start all over again and reinvent themselves solo with wings and really take off.
4: Mm-hmm. I think oh. that we can admire the four of them for them doing what they wanted to do. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they followed their own dreams, they answered to themselves only, you know, really, if you think about it. Um, I mean, Paul McCartney does what he wants to do to this day. Yep. He still makes albums, he still tours ventures in different things whether it's classical music or um you know i hope we get to see it's a wonderful life <laughs> yes. yeah. you know we haven't heard a thing about that, but, that? You know, recently um but you know these are people that we could admire for acting as independent as they have been and being right. successful at it
3: yeah okay mark thank
4: you very much thank
3: and we're you. going to move to craig how are you my friend
8: I'm great. How are you guys? Great. What's your question? Great. Well, well, greetings from Canada. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so my question is, if you could take one Beatles or Solo Beatles event to be a fly in the wall and oversee, just to oh. see what really happened, mm-hmm. uh, what would you pick and why?
3: Interesting. Okay, oh. Joe, you're first up.
8: Beatles
6: or Solo Beatles? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, to to do it on the spur of the moment, because what comes into my head. Um, I don't know. Maybe, uh, in light of recent uh, events with the Get Back, maybe I'd like to see be in the studio for the whole sessions and see the good and the bad and see really what the the truth is. We got a lot more stuff with Peter Jackson's documentary, of course, right? That let us know that uh, it wasn't all gloom and doom like the Michael Lindsay Hogg, uh, movie. Portrayed, and uh, now we're feeling like you know it was kind of in the middle. Although it was still inevitable, I think that they were having some problems, and they're probably going to break up ultimately. But uh, yeah, I want to get the truth. You talk about fly on the wall, right?
8: Like, well, <laughs> like not, yeah, not that forty-five it came that with uh, <laughs> the second disc that came with the Let It Be naked, right?
6: <laughs> not the greatest thing, but that, that you know, I mean, if I really had you know more time to think, maybe I'd find some other ideas. But that was the first one that leapt out at me
4: okay ken this is kind of easy for me if you're talking about live events if anything i wish i could have been there when the beatles played at the star club and the reason why i'm saying that is because unlike all the once they became famous and their shows were a half hour or less the beatles played in hamburg for seven eight hours a night yeah and at the star club that's when Ringo was in the band, so you would have seen the four of them, you would have seen the Fab Four, they would have played at all hours of the night, you would have heard how great a live band they were, doing all the songs they were doing at the time that they also would do, say for BBC Radio later on, or the Deco Audition recordings, that material, mixing that with their new compositions at the moment, and um, that would have been fascinating, <laughs> you know up until the wee hours of the night to see the Beatles, you know, do a <laughs> right. or a 40 minute set, then take a break, then come back in a few minutes, you know, later and do another set. You know, I'd rather see that than all the great historic Beatle concerts when they were famous. Cool. Um,
3: yeah. I probably would pick, I would love to see, go back to the deck auditions, I guess, and just see their mannerisms um see if they were you know how nervous they were and you know their their reactions to um you know their song and and see how they felt whether or not they could they felt like they could do it better if they had one more opportunity um you know i just would have loved to just hear the chatter and and the mannerisms of of that of that session um because you know again they were they were you know, clicking on all cylinders at this point, right? Live, they were doing great. And then now you're going into a different, you know, different atmosphere and different feelings, different nerves are going on, uh, something they just weren't used to doing. And uh, just, again, just seeing their expressions and, and their feelings and all that. And that's what I would pick. Um, Kit?
5: I would have loved to have been in the recording session of the end uh, mm-hmm. to see that that guitar uh you know, do the guitar, I guess, trio, (laughs) them recording that, and Ringo doing his, you know, drum solo that he didn't really want to do, but, Mm -hmm. I mean, to see them just, just give it their all knowing, probably this was toward, you know, the real end of, uh, of their career, but just to be there in in that atmosphere, just to hear them perform that incredible, incredible song. Yeah. Excellent. Good
3: pick Kit. All right, Craig, thank Ooh. you very, very much for your question. Thank Appreciate you. it, good to see Thanks. you. And we've got the one and only Mr. Tony DeMeo. Tony, my friend, hey, how Tony. are you? And uh, what is your question?
9: Hello, I there's a question I really need to ask you that somebody else asked at uh, the Fest this year. And that was Annie Nichols at a panel. Is there a topic in the Beatles' careers, solo or as a band, that you think should be the topic of a documentary in the future? Um, what do you think should be covered? in A documentary has been covered before, basically.
3: Now is that Beatles or end or solo, both?
9: Either,
4: yeah.
3: Either, okay. Uh, oh. Ken, you're up first for this one.
4: <laughs> Boy, it's great when you ask questions that you normally yeah. don't think about. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a tough
1: one yeah
4: oh well you know it's going to be tough doing a documentary with just the the people who are alive now because you're missing so many valuable pieces of the puzzle there with john and george not there um i'd love to see something where they're really exploring the complexity of the end of the beatles and why they broke up because there are a lot of reasons why they broke up and we can all give our opinions as to what the most important reason was, whether it was Alan Klein, whether it was John wanting to be with Yoko more and, and do all of his creative work with Yoko, that kind of stuff. But there's so many angles you can take with that. And I'd, I'd love for people to get a full understanding of what was going on. There's also all the problems they had with uh, Apple, which wasn't just a record company. It was a whole conglomerate and the Beatles weren't really businessmen. Um, they hired friends of theirs who I'm sure to some degree did a, an admirable job, but, you know, they were basically musicians and creative songwriters and, and artists and, and here they are with with a, a company where they have a, a film company and they have a closed division and, you know, all these different reasons why the Beatles broke up so that the public can understand what they were going through at the time. and. <laughs> You'd need somebody like Peter Jackson to do something like that, <laughs> something that would be just as epic as get back because mm. that would take many hours to really explore. Mm. I don't know if it's possible without having John and George here and you'd have to get um, you know whoever who's left that's still alive or family members if they're willing to talk about it or even if they were there at the time. Mm. you know it's 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 going to be very difficult to do something like that. But, you know, there's so many podcasts out there that went into detail about Get Back and the documentary, and it's because it's so fascinating what the Beatles were going through in 1969. And that was just one month of it. (laughs) (laughs) So um, something more in-depth, especially about 1969, Mm -hmm. um, would be great, really exploring why they broke up.
3: Okay. Okay. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna you know be biased here stick with Paul here um I, I, yeah right
1: <laughs> um
3: I you know August October 73 I would love to, a documentary about the recording of, of Band on the Run now I know there now Paul has talked extensively about it and Danny and Linda but I you know obviously there's you know we always can't rely on what they say, um, but uh, I would love to, to somebody to to you know dig in and uh, you know just talk about uh, you know do a documentary. I know there's some some film footage of the sessions there, and uh, you know talk about the mugging or talk about the influence of of the music uh, from there. You know talk about um, you know Ginger Baker's involvement. Um, you know, and then see what we can uh, see if, we, if there's any untruths. Uh, there. And I know, obviously, we're going to get some of that from the McCartney legacy uh, from Cozen uh, and Sinclair. Uh, so can't wait to read about that. So that would be my, uh, my pick. And then we move
5: to Kit. Uh, Kit. Um, I would like to see more done on the Beatles musical influences. because I, I think uh, it's just astounding how many, you know, genres influence them um you know from RB uh to country and and so many others and i i'd like to see more work done on that whether we're talking documentary whether we're talking um you know some uh, yeah, mark uh, mark just uh, messaged me and said there's another class i can teach well maybe <laughs> maybe um yeah cuz i i mean really there's just so much out there and and you know the beatles introduced us to some great, you know, R&B artists uh, that we didn't know about, uh, or maybe not many of us knew. Um, and uh, I would definitely like to see some some more work done on that, because I, I think there's some some material that uh, that really uh, needs to be done in some artists that perhaps have been unjustly forgotten. Hmm. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, that's that's what I'd like to see.
1: All right. It's a Great. Well, uh,
3: yeah, very good pick, and maybe a future class as uh, mm-hmm. Mark suggested.
6: <laughs> All right, Joe, what you got? How about a really good documentary on Ringo, his whole life. Um, and I don't know whether you were talking like documentaries or we're talking about films, like you know, a biopic or something like that. But I think Ringo from the you know the troubles he had and illnesses as a child. Mm-hmm. And then overcoming that and getting to play a, a drum in the hospital band and becoming so big in uh, Liverpool with Rory Storm and the Hurricanes, becoming the most sought after drummer on, in his own right. And then eventually, you know, with the Beatles and later on, the problems he had after the split and, um, well, his whole life struggle with alcohol and substance abuse and then the triumphant overcoming of it you know um he's been sober since 88 and we all know ringo you know uh looks so good for 80, 82 and uh you know and the whole story i think there's a story in there you know ringo getting into the man and uh really not just as the drummer you know or right. the funny clown you know but uh, all of it i'd like to see something like that that's Very a good cool. point yeah i like
3: that joe Tony, thank you very much, my friend. It's good seeing Thanks, you again. Tony. And um, we're moving on next to Scotty. Oh, Scotty, how are you, my friend? Uh, you got to unmute yourself. There you go. Uh, make this question easy because I'm first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last one was easy, easy and I was last. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. But, Scott, how are you? Welcome. And uh, what's your Thanks. question, my friend?
8: Can you guys see me all right? Yeah, yeah. All right, good. Um So, with the whole revolver box set coming out, and I'm a little annoyed that Magical Mystery Tour was just ignored. Hmm. What would you guys like to see on a Magical Mystery Tour box set?
3: Oh, Magical Mystery. Well,
6: uh, you know, the. And
8: also, I'm sorry. And also, would you guys like to see the Yellow Submarine songs included on it? Mm. Because they were kind of recorded. That was my answer, Scott.
3: Mm. (laughs) Um, You know what? I would just say use leave Magical Mystery Tour uh, leave, leave that alone. Leave it as it is. I think you could, um, you know, do a high def Blu-ray of uh, of the of the film. Uh, if you want to put that in there, you can. You know, um, give, there's more demos. I would imagine uh, outtakes, uh, demo. You know, uh, first takes, whatever for for that. I would love to 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 hear that. I mean, I, I guess we're not going to get. Um, you know with the, when it comes with the Blu ray with the 5.1, I don't know if they're gonna just you know utilize that for downloads only. Uh, I don't know if this is gonna be a trend or not, but um, but yeah, there's I think there's plenty uh to use. I mean, we we got plenty on the uh, the Blu ray that came out what 10 years ago or, or so, <laughs> yeah. you know. So I would just like to, to see the 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 film and the music put together. Uh, maybe there's more music than George Martin. No, no I'm sorry, that's Yellow Submarine. Um, but um, but yeah, just stick with the music in the film. And I think that's plenty. Uh, Kit?
5: Yeah, I agree. And I, I think a uh, great point about the movie uh, to, you know, restore it. Uh, great, you know, uh, Blu-ray and, and, and uh, you know, because the copies that uh, I've seen and I and admittedly, I don't you know look at it constantly but um, you know some of them have been a little muddy I think it it is due for uh, you know a remastering and and so forth so I would love that you know as I I would absolutely love to see that remixing perhaps the soundtrack for that. that that I would really like to see and then as you said maybe a box set with that and yeah any outtakes I would I you know will never turn that down <laughs> I will, I am all about the outtake so if there would be anything like that uh but other than that yeah i i, I don't know if there's really would be anything else um you know to add there but oh uh, well, maybe the hello goodbye single oh yes hello, of course you know, yeah the hello carnival goodbye single yeah, yes. yeah carnival We're, light
3: finally <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure yeah right.
6: <laughs> all right joe maybe yeah. you're a rich
8: man all you need is love yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah
6: all Right. oh well, you know uh, i don't know what i can add to it i mean I, the only thing is i i start thinking like you know magical mystery tour you know was an ep originally and uh, you know but now it's recognized because of the Capitol album as as the worldwide catalog canon title of the whole thing you know with side two and all but mm-hmm. I, that's why i thought yellow submarine could go together because not enough yellow submarine on its own maybe put them together musically musically you can have you know the, all the outtakes and you can have uh, demos and anything um and home movies There's, there were home movies you know we've seen a lot of them already you know uh making magical mystery tour a lot of footage of that you know outtakes and I think Mal Evans, right, also uh, had a trip with Paul and around that that era, uh, which would be uh, interesting. A lot of stuff, really, to put on there if they could or wanted to, you know. Um, Yeah, I don't know what else to add. As far as the quality goes, though, I mean, they they, they did a good job on Magical Mystery Tour with the the Blu-ray and DVD that we have uh, already. And, of course, Yellow Submarines, I'm throwing that in here, you know. Uh, the song track that came out was yeah. so good in 1999.
5: Yeah, yeah that was excellent. I don't know if you can so, improve on that.
6: <laughs> I like the idea of putting them together as one, unless you know, unless you can get two fairly sizable packages for the money. If you can do, if you can really beef them both up, do them separate. Right. You know?
4: Okay. Very good, Ken. Well, I was saying years ago that I I, I envisioned the Magical Mystery Tour to Yellow Submarine box set because they deliberately left off the songs from Magical Mystery Tour and the four new songs for Yellow Submarine and the archival box sets for Sgt. Pepper and, and the White Album. And um, so to me, can't add too much to what you said already. I'd love outtakes of all the songs. You can do outtakes of everything from Magical Mystery Tour, including everything on side two. Um, and I don't know what they, how they would handle Uh, Penny Lane and Strawberry Field, since that was tackled already on Sgt. Pepper, maybe they'd put in some other outtakes of those two songs, that would be nice. Um, I really look at the movies themselves as separate releases, I'd like to see a remaster. Every 10 years or so there should be a remaster of all these, of all these films anyway. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that and a Blu-ray by itself, not part of the package of an archival box set. And you could probably get, well you'll get a remix obviously of Magical Mystery Tour and a remix of, I guess, the six songs on side one of Yellow Submarine, and then all the outtakes. So you probably would get four CDs out of something like that. Um, I'd be happy with that. Not only that, I was predicting this would happen because Bruce Spiser's books have always (laughs) mirrored what's about to come out anyway. You know, we we have uh, Bruce's new one on Rubber Soul and, and Revolver, so. I guess that means rubber soul is next but, uh, <laughs> who knows but right. that's what i would see you know i am i've always about the outtakes first before, right before else so i'd be excited about that that alone is enough to excite me
6: okay excellent
4: me. yeah what about uh christmas time is here again and you know my name look up the number. you
6: know i was thinking about the long version uh, and, great, yeah. and great sound quality yeah
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. All right. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate you being here, my friend. And good seeing you yeah. as always. All right. Thanks. Mason, what's going on? Oh, can't hear you, buddy.
6: Can't hear you, buddy.
2: How about now? Yeah, there
1: you go. There you okay.
2: go, buddy. That's your question. Was my mic wasn't working the whole time, so okay i was just gonna say thank you for having me on uh, on the show um sure. really appreciate this um now i've been thinking a lot about the question here what what can i ask that pe- the people before me hadn't already asked so i'm just gonna go simple like this is one of the easiest questions that you could ask on a show like this but i am going to stay true to the fact that this is a solo beatles thing not just mm-hmm. the regular beatles i'm um, it's not a Beach Boys question, right? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. That's for a, that's for a totally different uh, panel.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, so if each of you had to pick one solo Beatles album to choose as your favorite or least favorite and even a guilty pleasure if they're, if you think they do have one, what would it be?
3: So you want us to answer all three of those, or do you just want us to pick one of the three, like,
2: uh, our favorite, least like, favorite, uh, like,
3: uh, or guilty pleasure,
2: you know, get, get, give, give your favorite, least favorite. And okay. You have so all three, pleasure.
3: okay okay cool i got you kit your favorite least favorite guilty pleasure
5: okay so so one okay yes. I'm, I'm an idiot so one no, right. so yes. one this is one Beatle or or no no all? no
3: just name your just favorite in general. Your, your just in general your favorite your your least favorite and your guilty pleasure album of the solo beatles
5: got it okay oh gosh uh favorite Oh, this is hard. This is so hard. Uh, I guess I would say All Things Must Pass is my favorite. Mm. Uh, least... Thumbs up for me. Yep. <laughs> all right. Okay, good. I, I, when you're George is my right. favorite, so... by the way. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, least favorite. Oh, boy. Uh, this is... Um... Okay, you're going to kill me sometime in New York City. That's probably my least favorite. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I honestly sorry. don't blame you on that. One. I'm sorry. Um, Guilty pleasure. I hate to say this is a guilty pleasure, but I guess because it gets so much hate off to say it. Press to play. I love press to play. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Join the club.
5: Join hey! the club. I'm, Okay.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Kit. Joe,
6: your turn. Yeah. The favorite was what I'm having the most trouble with with the favorite. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, favorite depends on my mood, I guess. Um, I'll go with All Things Must Pass. Um, I think it's the best of the solo albums, really, if, if I had to pick one to, just to stand out. Um, least favorite. Now, after that press-to-play business, I'd love to pick to say that <laughs> because I'm not, I don't like it, but um, no, uh, there are there's one album I think, in addition to Press to Play, which is the least favorite, I'm cheating here, and Driving Rain, which is the least favorite. I'm going to use Ringo. Old Wave is, is going to be my choice for least favorite solo album, Old Wave. And it's going to be getting a reevaluation soon because it's going to be coming out for Black Friday record store mm. day mm. so we'll see how i feel about it then fate <laughs> you know um uh, guilty pleasure yeah guilty pleasure i don't i i really don't feel guilty about this but uh i'm gonna say back to the ache mm. only because it, it didn't fare as well as paul's other albums um yeah, maybe some people think it's uh, one of his lesser works uh you know i like that it's a little harder direction you know, I'm gonna—I call it a guilty pleasure or <laughs> off the ground. A lot of people put that down. I like that too. Um, yeah, I noticed I didn't pick anything like electronic sounds. I mean, or Two Virgins. Those are the easy way, easy answers for you know least favorites and things. I just use the regular albums or original material. Right. You know. Okay. Not All right.
4: or anything. Thank you, Joe. Ken, you're up. Well. I've said it many times. My favorite album from any artist is living in the material world because I do love the very spiritual side of George Harrison. And um, the songs on there are just so powerful. And I'm not taking anything away from all things must pass. I have no problem with anybody calling it. George's best or the best solo Beatle album, because as I've often said, the only thing better than one great album or two great albums, and that's what you have with All Things Must Pass. It's just that the songs on Living in the Material World touch me more. And what George is saying and the messages in his songs, I think are very deeply personal. And sometimes I look at it kind of as his Plastic Ono Band, only in terms of what he's saying with his songs, not so much in, I mean, Plastic Ono Band with such a bare recording, and very raw um, and then there's a big difference between phil Spector's production on, on all things was passed to george's production on living in the material world although and, try some by some was co-produced by phil Spector, right. but anyway um my favorite album from any of them solo wise or for many artists is living in the material world um least favorite is very tough and believe it or not i'm actually gonna say what joe said old wave Hmm. I love all of side one of old wave but side two I think is kind of weak especially to end with two instrumentals as much as I I like um going down as the last song but side two could have used a little bit more work um and I don't believe in guilty pleasures I don't feel guilty about anything that I like but if i have to pick something that's in that category maybe kisses on the bottom mm. you know i do like the arrangements of those songs a lot and even though uh paul's vocals are not what they were in the past and he gave you his softer delivery um i think they work on those songs and i love the two originals that he wrote on kisses on the bottom especially only our hearts which uh, I think it's a better song than my Valentine. Tell you the truth, but um, yeah, those would be my picks.
6: Okay, thank you. Okay, excuse me, I'm going to change. I'm going to change my gu- guilty pleasure, although I'm not guilty, to uh, John Sometime in New York City. How did I forget that? <laughs> Just mentioned it, and that's because it's the obviously it's it's the most you know hated and uh, you know reviled of. Well, that's one of the most albums, albums that in the catalog. Know. Quite enjoyable. Okay. Okay. Underrated.
3: Well, we'll all in agreement with George, uh, even though we've got different albums, I'm still, I'm going to go with All Things Must Pass is my favorite solo Beatles album. Um, My least uh, is the one, um, you know, we did another listen on it. We all agreed that it wasn't as bad as as critics and fans think it was, but for me, it's still, you know, not as uh, enjoyable as his other stuff. And that's uh, Ringo the Fourth uh i'm going with and then my my uh guilty pleasure which is not guilty but to some people it might be considered a guilty pleasure and that's buku's the blues uh love that album by by ringo so uh that being said mason thank you very much for your question my friend good seeing you and um
2: thank you for allowing me to ask very
3: yes yes very good see it's it's tough when you're uh we're put on the spot to for those very specific you know, what is your favorite?
1: <laughs> <Answer now.
2: Yeah. laughs> and I, you it's know,
1: hard,
2: okay, right? if I could just, if I could just add one more thing, it's that I'm genuinely surprised that because, you know, George is my favorite people before that mm-hmm. for most of y'all's picks for favorite solo Beatle album, it was a George album. Georgia oh, album, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Genuinely surprised by that.
1: Cool.
2: Mm-hmm. All right.
3: Excellent. Mason, thank you again. Mike, what's going on, buddy? Unmute yourself and... Hello please. Good to see you again. And, um,
1: Hello.
9: what is your question, bro? My question is, uh, sort of beetle related, but maybe beetles in the eighties and nineties. Hmm. Um, and it's kind of like a Marvel alternate universe. What if,
5: <laughs> okay. like All right.
9: from each of you.
1: Okay.
9: If um, if we didn't lose John Lennon in 1980, And I'm gonna give two scenarios of things that could have happened. And I want you to pick one, that you can only pick one. Mm -hmm. So the options are the Beatles reunite and play a one hour set at Live Aid. It goes over pretty well. People like it. Mm -hmm. The other option is about 10 years after 1980, the Beatles all get together with John Lennon, of course, and do the anthology, 10 parts. And they interview and they talk and they do pretty much what we got, but Lennon's a part of it. Would you rather have the one-hour concert or a 10-hour documentary with all of it? Oh, that?
1: boy.
6: All Ooh, right. You Joe, take, you, you, you are first. Take one. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're first. You. Bro, Thank show. you. Thank um, <laughs> Well, I got to say, you know, uh, it's a good question, Mike, by the way. And uh, when he first mentioned it, I was loving, you know, Live 8. You oh, know, that sounds fantastic. But then when he mentioned uh, doing the anthology with John and them all together and talking, and, which might include some jamming, too, if, if we go by, you know, what we saw in the first one when you had Paul, George, and Ringo doing yeah. Blue Moon of K- Kentucky, right, and uh, stuff, um, I think I'd go with the anthology, I think. <laughs> and I think be, there'll be more of it, right. more than just an hour. You know, um, boy, you know, because I think, you know, that would, I don't know. I, now that's a tough one, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it. The anthology just think it would be cool. Having John uh, reminiscing and all, and all of them together and some shots in the studio talking and maybe George Martin in the studio with them playing with the uh, levels on the monitor and stuff. I, I think, uh, wow. Well, I get really excited hearing the thinking about this, well, it can it's too bad. It can't be right
4: but yeah that's my choice very good ken thank you mike for making this a very easy question for me (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i would definitely go with the beatles anthology um as much as i love the anthology the way it came out i think it does lack something because there's not enough of john when it comes to interviews and everything that john said obviously was they were older clips it would have been Interesting to hear John's point of view in 1995, you know, just like the other Beatles were interviewed at that time. And, um, you know, for years I I used to say the Beatles would never reunite and do any new material, but the fact that the three of them did get together with John's songs for the Beatles anthology made me change my opinion that maybe for that particular purpose, there might've been a few new songs, brand new songs, um with the four of them regardless of who wrote it so um, that thought has entertained me as well as jamming like we saw the three Beatles do on the Beatles anthology but i think it would have been um such uh, forget about the new music and all i think it would have been a much more balanced documentary if there was more of john in it i didn't feel there was enough of john Mm. from the interviews in the anthology there's so much more of paul george and ringo and right. um and i love the three of them there's no doubt about it but you needed it to be a bit more equal and um maybe john's opinions in 1995 would have been different than something that he said in 1980 or in the 70s Can't or be just, sure of it So <laughs> you know, john always changed his opinions yeah. but uh it really needed that and then you would and- he- Music as a bonus, and I really do think they would have done, if they did the two new songs, you know, "Free as a Bird" and and "Real Love." I I think they would have done something entirely new, Mm -hmm. maybe just a couple of songs, but you know, rather have that than a live concert. Right, I hear you, and I agree.
3: (laughs) I agree with uh, Ken and Joe. I'm also going to pick the anthology for the sole purpose of the fact that, like Ken said. You know John's opinions and Joe. You know he he his opinions changed. You know when he did speak. I mean he was speaking of what he was thinking then at that particular moment. Uh, throughout when when we did get to hear him, so we didn't get an updated opinion, uh, from him, which was which was you know was a damn shame. Um, so yeah, I'm going with the the anthology as well. And Kit,
5: you guys have convinced me. You know when I first heard it, <laughs> I thought a concert are you kidding me that to hear them do a set live but yeah i mean now that i think of it i absolutely i mean because it's true that the anthology did suffer without hearing john's full perspective and and obviously they had to work with what they had you know with the interviews that they had of of his and of course i mean to hear his full perspective and then you know what could they have done you know, recording new material. I mean, can you imagine? So, I, I think, uh, I agree. I, I think probably the anthology uh, with John would cool. have been the best. Mm-hmm. Yep, excellent. So unanimous yeah. there, Mike.
9: I predicted that all four of you would go with the anthology. <laughs> I can't really uh, I can't That's my choice. You know, I hopes with that they'd play together in it, mm. and. You know, but, you know
6: Mike, Mike. If it said um, a, a tour, just one year, like maybe, like just just <laughs> one one tour uh, yeah. with multiple dates and everything, that might be a little different. I don't know. Then you then you change <laughs> it to that. Right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. There you go. <laughs> maybe you change <laughs> it. To that.
3: Nice, Mike. Thank you very much. It's Take always you. good to see you, my friend. Mm-hmm. Take care. All right. Call me Mr. Broad Street, Ed Crawford. What's going on, buddy? How you been? Well, doing good, doing good. Uh, just a quick shout out, Ken, Joe, and Robert. Good to uh, meet you guys and yeah. see you. Got my Pete Best autograph here. <laughs> I never travel without
6: my uh, Broad Street record bowl here. There you go. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> boy. Oh, Is this going to be a Broad Street question? I wonder. No, no, actually not a Broad Street question. It's kind oh, of oh, okay.
3: It's kind of a little bit similar to Mason's question, but it's not really like a favorite album, something like that. Okay. Here's what I'm thinking. So, and this is this is for everybody. This is for all four Beatles. Mm-hmm. So what would you consider the last classical album for each Beatles? So in other words, this is where the classical period of the career ends and then the modern
8: part of their career begins.
3: So the last classic, not classic. Yeah, but cl- but classes, yeah sorry, sorry. Classic. Cl- yeah. Oh, classic. Okay, there you go. Okay. okay. Yeah, exactly. So their last album, we would consider a classic
6: Right. And then, okay,
3: you know, this is where the kind of the more modern period begins, depending on. Okay. So, so assuming that you you don't think that any of their modern stuff, we would think we wouldn't think is a classic. I guess so. Yeah.
6: (laughs) I don't know. I'm just, just kind (laughs)
3: of, kind of, I'm just trying to get, okay. Where does the line go? Where does the line where? Okay. So where's the line draw? Where do you draw the line on their last classic album? And uh, who was last, last time? Was it Ken? Were you last, uh, were you first last time?
6: Um, nobody yeah. wants to go first. No. Uh, Kit no. Kit was last, I think. Okay, no, well, yeah,
3: so Joe, you're first on this one, that's right. You're Wait a minute, first. I went first last time. Yeah, he did. Okay, <laughs> Ken, time. Ken, oh, what so you want, take. Ed, do you want us to do for all four or just one? Uh, I'd say all four, just like a quick, you know, round quick, table. When yeah, you know, was their last classic album for all four? Okay, Ken, they the last, last, which was the last classic, the last classic? <laughs>
1: exactly.
4: All right, George, the last album they released. Don't be a Wisenheimer I would go with Brainwashed I think Brainwashed was an excellent album And very underrated Mm -hmm. As much as I love Cloud Nine There's so much great material all throughout uh, Brainwashed I definitely go with that Um, I love most of Paul's modern stuff But as far as what I consider A truly great album The last really great 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 album he made is chaos and creation in my opinion because um you know it it is uh much more simply produced a lot of people prefer that these days from him than trying to sound modern very powerful songs very personal songs he's bearing his soul quite a lot very dark album um i would definitely go with that there's such gems on there i mean jenny wren it's one of his best songs in his solo career, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. In Much Rain, uh, songs like those. Um, John, well, I would go with Double Fantasy. I, I do love Yoko's stuff on there too. And uh, songs like Woman and Watching the Wheels are among the best songs of his solo career, period. And I love I'm Losing You and the edginess of that. And Beautiful Boy is, is gorgeous. Um, Ringo. I do like the stuff that he's done post-Mark Hudson, but I still think his strongest period was the Ringo album, Time Takes Time, and the first three albums with Mark Hudson. So then I'd have to go with Choose Love, which has, um, you know, it has a lot of Beatle sounds, Beatle production behind it. And that was Mark Hudson's influence. Ringo obviously approved it. But the songs on all those albums with Mark Hudson, except for Liverpool 8, are really strong so um i would go with those okay
3: um for me real quick i totally agree with you ken on KSN creation i think that is the last if you want to call it classic slash masterpiece uh mm. totally agree with you there um i would go time takes time uh with ringo uh for me uh cloud nine for george you know i people you know poo-poo on that Jeff Lynne production. I still don't get it <laughs> why they do that. Um, but hey, you know, that's your opinion. Um, and the last, you know, what I would say, classic John album, and I want to say John album, and I'm not including Yoko, I'm going to go with Walls and Bridges. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, some of his, his best work. And um, too bad he didn't, uh, he, he stopped doing new music after that. Because we know that what we got rock and roll after that, but uh, would love to have seen a a follow up album uh, of what you know of new music after Walls and Bridges. So that's mine. Kits, how about you?
5: Yeah, and I'm gonna go with classic meaning like consistently good right. album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. So uh, so Ringo time takes time. Um, George, I'm gonna go with George Harrison. I oh. think that was yeah. I think I'm gonna go with like consistently you good uh let's see uh then uh paul chaos and creation absolutely um and john walls and bridges
6: Hmm.
5: yep okay absolutely very good joe you've had time
6: oh yo -yo. (laughs) yeah all right well the thing is um let's well let's start with uh john okay um, at first, when I was thinking of this, I'm not thinking like Kit says, or, or consistently good necessarily. Like, I love the self-titled George Harrison album all the way through. But I don't think that's a classic. I guess we have different ideas what we think are classic. With well, John, I was going to say Imagine originally, you know. And then I thought a little bit more about it. And I thought, no, Double Fantasy, you know, it, it was it is a classic album. Um, you know, because it's got... It actually has so many classic songs now we think of it watching the wheels and woman and beautiful boy are all those three alone some of john's best work ever you know at the time when that album came out i was just a teenager i didn't really think much of it i was a little disappointed actually now i think they're great as an older man you know um but you know if you want to say well an album without yoko involved in it then i'd probably put imagine but i'll i'll go with double fantasy overall Okay. One thing I want to say, Walls and Bridges, one of my very, 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 very favorite John albums. I just don't think of that as classic for me. I don't know why. I mean, whatever classic means, you know, right. when we talk about it. Uh, Paul, I got to go along with Chaos and Creation in the Backyard. I think, uh, I mean, I love just about everything Paul's been doing forever. I love new, you know, uh, Memory Almost Full. I love I love that. And Annie's, I see, background Memory almost full down over there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, Chaos is something about it. I think because for me, I, it just has Paul, as, as I say, very vulnerable, very deep. Mm. His feelings, bearing his soul more. I always say to me, it's the closest he came to say John Lennon, Plastic Ono Band. So that's why I really like that a lot. Uh, <clears throat> for, for George, I went with Cloud Nine uh it's the last really you know great classic album of george uh i don't understand either the jeff lynn gripes from people but you know you either like something or you don't everybody has a subjective taste and some people just don't like that sound of the 80s and you know drums and sounds and things like that um machines or whatnot sometimes uh like on, when we got my mind set on you is a little too robotic for some i don't know <laughs> <With> the <laughs> drum sound or whatever anyway that's it so we got my choices there okay thank you time, Joe. time, takes, time, for ringo. time takes time for ringo i don't know
4: if i said that okay
3: yep there you go I, yeah go I, ahead ken
4: is it there's a difference between classic as far as public perception of what a classic is which requires familiarity from the public of certain songs and all, and just classic in terms of what we think is really strong material. Right. I mean, the general public doesn't know Time Takes Time. We do. Right. We right. think it's a classic. Okay. But yeah. to the general public, the Ringo album is a classic.
6: Right, right. That's why, well, in that case, I say Time Takes Time, I guess, more for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, where Ringo in the public eye, it's the only classic in the public eye, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: don't.
6: Yeah. But there's
3: yeah right. okay ed call me mr broadstreet thank you very much for your question you, and yes. please check out uh call me mr broadstreet's youtube channel he's a lot of fun and he's yeah. a good 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 guy thank you so uh thank you ed now susan hey susan can you unmute? there you I have go to un- yep.
8: I have to unmute myself.
3: yes there yep, you no. go good. good good to see you susan and that uh hope- susan. and uh what is your
1: question okay this is an easy one. Oh, thank I you. Hope. So I'm, for, oh, thank so I'm first. I'm first. Oh, come <laughs> on. <laughs> all,
5: all of the solo Beatles had other members of the solo Beatles on some of their recordings. Yeah. So from each one of you, which is your favorite solo Beatles studio recording with another or more than one solo Beatle on it?
3: Wow Uh, um we and we can just pick one
7: yep just pick
3: one well i'm going to go because i was you know looking up because there's only really two song solo Beatles songs that feature three of the ex uh solo Beatles, and and i just think um i'm the greatest is, is is special and um i just love you know that it was written by John and given to Ringo. Uh, I love the lineup on that one, and uh, I'm going. And there's other great ones. Let me tell you. I mean, other great ones, but this one was special. Klaus on bass as well. I just think. Um, and we talked about fly on the wall, right? That would have been a wonderful opportunity to be a fly on the wall for that session, right there for that song. So I'm going to go with that one.
5: All right, kids. Well, this is kind of a weird one because it's about one of the other Beatles, but um, how do you sleep? How?
1: Oh.
5: Pick my pick. Sorry, Joe, but George on that slide guitar—that nasty slide guitar. Oh my yeah. God, it's so good. And I know, I know, it's a, it's a song, you know, a, a, a diss against Paul but what a diss. I mean, that's one of the best diss songs ever. So I I think, I mean, John's voice is great on that, but George's slide guitar just brought it home. I mean, just a great, great performance.
6: Okay, Joe? Well... The first thing that popped in my head was I'm the greatest, but then I'm thinking, you know, you're thinking a little more if I have more time. And I'm thinking of like back off, Boogaloo. I love George's guitar on there. I think that's mm-hmm. one of the best gu- guitars I, uh, playing i ever heard from George on that track. But then I settled within my mind. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna shock them all. i going with How Do You Sleep? You know, because, <laughs> you know be, being a John guy, you know, John guy. I'm all for guy. I like the all. but you know. Even the best of friends have their rows and their feuds at times, you know. So this was just a period where the two of them were having a little squabble, you know, and uh, you had too many people, of course, uh, where Paul was taking some, some digs at John. John came back with How Do You Sleep? What I like about George, besides the wonderful playing slide guitar that he does on it, I like the idea that they're taking, he's on John's side with this. I'm going to play on this it's a dig at Paul and okay. I'm with you on it I kind of <laughs> like that too and I say you know but it's just for the moment you know everybody gonna have to get bent out of shape it's just that for the moment they were all good friends they all loved each other and it, it came back you know but for that moment they were having some a, a tough time and I think I like that it spices up the story a little bit just for that moment in time and then later on it became good
1: okay. they patch you know, things up they, they, yeah, <laughs>
6: yeah. And then George um, even said, you know, at the, at the acceptance speech for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, we all love him, John, very much. We all love Paul
4: very much. He said, right. 1988, mm-hmm. come on, you know. Mm-hmm. Very true. Okay, Ken? Boy, I wish we could do oh, one for each Beatle here, but right.
6: um, I would have...
5: But if you wanted to, yourself, um, <laughs> sneak, <laughs> him in.
4: sneak him in like I do. You want me to? Sure. Sneak <laughs> him in if you can't. Yeah. <laughs> um... Ringo with a Beatle, I would probably for on a Ringo record, I'd have to go. Oh god, this is tough now. I put myself on the spot here.
3: Yeah, you did. uh,
4: I've always said six o'clock is the best song any any of the Beatles Mm -hmm. wrote for Ringo. So the two of them together on that record I love a lot. But then Photograph is the best, yeah, probably the best single that Ringo's done in his solo career, as much as I love the rest of his catalog. And George and Ringo wrote the song together. So I'd have to give a tie there. John, probably it's got to be How Do You Sleep. George's stinging guitar work on there is just incredible. Sometimes George's slide guitar work is, some of his best work is what he does for other people, yep. not just on his own records. Um, let's see, Paul. Well, Paul only worked with Ringo. right? So that one. probably beautiful night okay mm-hmm. that's a great song there and i love ringo adding his vocals towards the end very simple but perfect uh drumming on that george is kind of tough because you want to pick songs that ringo played on and i still don't know on all things must pass a breakdown of every single song and which one is ringo and which is right ringo and all that it's easy to go with something like um Maybe when it was fab, Hmm. um, where you know it's Ringo on drums. So maybe those will be my choices. Okay. But I wish I knew with all things in this past, like a lot of people, every single song, what the lineup was.
5: All good choices.
4: Thank you, guys. Susan, thank thank you.
3: Thank you very much. It's great seeing you. And
4: uh, as always, we
3: we appreciate your support for all of our channels as well. Ah,
4: You're welcome. Susan, when she's at home
3: okay <laughs> all right uh, i'm gonna tell you what i'm gonna go adam hold your horses i know uh night rainbow was here uh right at the beginning so i'm gonna uh go with night rainbow first okay so night rainbow you there my friend no you just muted yourself
5: yep yourself. Oh, yep yep there you go there you yes. go
8: thank how you, are you thank doing you. i'm fabulous i love your show
5: thank you thank,
8: thank you for being here wow. I was on episode 23 at uh,
6: Fest for Beatles fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Kit. And yes, it was. Mm -hmm. And later that day, I won Beatles trivia and making me the COVID king, which (laughs) is the longest running champion in history. (laughs) Because it was
8: no more.
5: Oh, man. so
6: my question is about the guests at the fest and what's your favorite that you've seen and favorite that you haven't seen if you know what i mean
5: oh, oh okay oh, well kit you're first one. you're first up oh i know um one of my favorites was when jerry marsden uh, hmm. performed i think it was in 2007 and he did a, a kind of an unplugged set uh and uh it it was just such a, a pleasure to see him uh perform just just him and the guitar. And when he sang Fairy Cross the Mersey, I I choked up. I mean, because he just he sounded wonderful, um, absolutely wonderful. Um, and don't let the sun catch you crying. I'll never Annie, were you were you there that year? Yeah. Uh, it, it was uh, just a, an experience I'll never forget. I mean, it was just such a kind of intimate performance and you just, and just you know, drove home how wonderful those songs are and how timeless they are. Um, that was, that was a memory I'll, I will never, ever forget. Um, it wasn't and, uh, Jeff Emmerich's manager? No, it's not. That's a, that's a whole other story. <laughs> And oh, and the other one, I mentioned Astrid with the first year Astrid came and uh, she came a few times and I'll never forget the first time she walked in to the main ballroom after she was introduced and she looked exactly, I mean, like her hair was the same. She was dressed in all black. I mean, it's exactly how you would picture her. I mean, you know, and the whole room went silent. Mm. I mean, you could hear a pin drop when she walked in. Amazing. I mean, it, it was just uh, I, that was another moment. I mean, it was almost like a collect a collective gasp, with, like you know we couldn't believe she was actually there. Yeah, wow. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. those are yeah those were the two that uh, that that I remember uh, cool. the most. So great, yeah. great picks there, kid. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, yeah. Joe, you've got a long history with the the fest, right?
5: Yeah, and I'm trying
6: to think, I'm narrowing it down. Uh, I think Harry Nelson was a yeah. big deal to see Harry Nielsen there in 1982. Uh getting to talk with him and get his autograph and that was a that was that was a thrill. But I also I don't know how people are gonna take it. I thought this was great. Victor Spinetti. Mm-hmm. I love seeing Victor Spinetti because I mean I love I love movies. I'm a movie buff too. And is this the this <laughs> the, the mad doctor so to speak in the uh, help and the uh, tv director with the sweater in a hard day's night and the uh, drill sergeant magical mystery tour and uh oh he was so much fun he had so many good stories to tell so yeah those are the, the ones that came to mind I've, I've seen a bunch of people i mean there are people I, I wish i could have seen i wish i could have gone to see mal evans mm-hmm. uh, when he was there yeah. i didn't see him yeah. Uh, you know, that would have been terrific. Billy Preston, I'm sorry I missed. Um, but um, I know that there's always there's a couple that I wish they would try to get. I'm sure uh La probably gone through the whole list. I don't think they haven't thought of every name. There must be reasons, but I always think Jim Keltner. I'd love to I wish Jim mm-hmm. Keltner would come there. Yeah. That would be yeah, cool. And and Julian. <laughs> You know, oh. Julian would be nice to see. Well, one of the but, any of the sons or daughters, yeah, that was sure, be, yeah, oh yeah, oh. He, whatever, yeah, anybody, yeah. <laughs> Mary, Sean, right. you know, well, um, there you go. Zach, um, yeah, <laughs>
3: thank you, Joe, Ken. You've also got a long history with the fest. You you have seen so many amazing, you know, people there. You know, yeah, it's
4: really hard for me to to pick my favorite. Uh, I would just name. I have to name a few, but it was really special mm. to see Peter and Gordon mm-hmm. reunited, which, um, you know, I was there when they, when Peter and Gordon reunited at BB King's club, that was the first time that they performed in something like 36 years, and that was for a benefit for Mike Smith of the Day Clark Five, and that was great, but then they also did a whole set at the fest. Um, Neil Ennis, yes. what a hoot. <laughs> yeah. what a great sense yeah. of humor talking about the ruddles the bonzo dog band all that uh great sense of humor very funny did ruddles material with liverpool all that stuff um you, you mentioned astrid what about klaus Foreman? i mean klaus Foreman yeah, no. is oh yeah yeah a guy with such class he can tell you stories i mean he goes back to the early years in hamburg And all through all the solo music that he played on, you know, doing the artwork for Revolver and the Beatles anthology. There's so many things he can talk about. And, you know, you need hours with someone like him. And he gave an interview where he just talked about the Plastic on All Band album. And that Mm -hmm. alone you can talk a lot about. So there's so many special ones. All the Wings members, you know, Lawrence Juber has always been fantastic, Denny Seywell, people like that, Steve Holly denny Lane, um those are amongst the best. I never did get to see Mel Evans, like Joe said, I would have loved to have been there. I'm not quite sure if Jim Keltner was ever there. He would be the the one person I would like to see more than anyone if he's never been there. Hmm. and even still, if he, he was there once, I'd love to have him back because he's been on so much solo music from the Beatles. He's got yeah. stories to tell hmm. so um. I guess that's it
3: cool. Well, you know, since I was just attended my first fest uh, <laughs> early, earlier this year, <laughs> I mean, I gotta say, I mean, that acoustic set that, that uh, Juber did was, mm. was just phenomenal. And I'll even include the, you know, cause I was at the white album symposium as well back in 18. And um, uh, how Lewison does his presentations is just, is just, jaw dropping on uh, the, the work and detail that are in his presentations um, no matter what is what it's on uh, whether or not they're walking the street or you know talking to an apple straw I mean just the, the detail and that goes into his presentations are fantastic so those are amazing yeah I mean when it comes to any any musician that has worked on any solo Beatles recording you know just to hear their thoughts On on working with any four of them would would be great, whether it's Keltner or, you know, anybody that that worked with them. Um, I would love that opportunity. Uh, Steve Gadd, you know, and there's hundreds, hundreds of musicians um, that I would love Maybe they did try to get them. Maybe they refused. I don't know. But, um, you know, maybe it's time for a solo uh, Beatles convention. Huh? What do you guys think?
1: There you go. Uh, <laughs> eh, go on to one.
3: Yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> but Night Rainbow, thank you very much for that question. That was a great thank question. Thank
8: you, guys.
0: Yeah. Thank, thank you for
3: being here. Thank, yeah. you.
0: thank you. Thank you for keep going. Thank we will. you. We will. <laughs> we will. Yep.
3: Um. All right, Adam. Go Not
6: against the ladies. <laughs> we had one lady. Well,
3: unfortunately, they they showed up. They're they're fashionable. No, there's late. one coming. There's yeah, a, there's another. Yep, we're
6: we're good. You know, no, no, no. We got it. For a century, you know.
8: Yeah. Well, all right, Adam. Go ahead, buddy. How all right. are you doing? Thank you. Oh, I'm doing. All right. All things mm-hmm. considered, right? Thank yep. you for having me on, and I'm and I'm Adam. very honored uh to have been at the fiftieth one from last time we you guys did the fiftieth. And, and I awesome hope you guys make it to a thousand. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Adam. Thank
6: Adam, you. Adam, just one question now, Adam. Okay, you know, well, a, one easy, is a know, really <laughs>
8: quick question. So it's hard for me. I'm trying to tie in the quick question with the other question, but um, if I have to do one, if I have to do one question, I guess I'll do the complicated question. Oh, Uh-oh, shoot. Um, oh, boy. Oh, oh. oh, Joe's, oh, fr- on, Joe's first, too. Joe's first. Oh, yeah, okay. Right. All right, Joe. I'll, take, I'll say pass Joe, if then if going I don't. first. Know. <laughs> um, here's my complicated one and only question for you each. Um, right. if, you, <clears throat> if you could um, choose uh, one of the Beatles solo uh, films, like whether it be a documentary or a biopic and have it be preserved and studied and saved and shown for generations and years to come um, for more more Beatles fans versus, uh, or I'm, I mean, or the Hard Day's Night film, which, uh, which would you prefer, a solo Beatles film to be studied and preserved for years to come or a Hard Day's Night? Now you made it easy. It was hard, a little hard at first. Now, <laughs> now it's pretty easy. Hard yeah. days, night.
6: But uh, yeah, for all for hard days, day's night.
8: Guys Might have different. But but
6: you me. know, if, I'm going to pick a solo one though too. How about I do that? You know. Yeah. I'm thinking as you as you're asking this, I'm thinking of all the solo projects, right. and you know, yeah. And I don't know why I'm thinking. Imagine John Lennon.
1: Yeah.
6: You hmm. know, yes. 1988 film. You know, yeah. Andrew Salt.
3: Okay. Got, all right uh, ken michaels
4: um this is tough because a hard day's night is such a classic how can you how can you how can you throw i don't know casablanca versus something you know right. <laughs> i wish that there was a really really great documentary, solo-wise. I am pleased with most of the Lennon ones. I do like Imagine John Lennon. I liked Above Us Only Sky. I like Gimme Some Truth, although there's overlap between Gimme Some Truth and Above Us Only Sky. I'm not pleased with most of what Paul has done. I've yeah. Never been yeah. happy with Wingspan. No. And um, Living in the Material World is an okay documentary, but it jumps from 1974 right Uh-oh. to John yeah, killed traveling yeah. willies i mean <laughs> they miss a lot of george in years. so it has its faults but up until through 1974 it's very good um and there's never been anything on ringo really so um i'd probably say because a hard days night is so perfect <laughs> you know nothing could ever compete with that except maybe help I actually like <laughs> help more than Hardy's night but yeah, um, you'd probably I probably go with the fact that because there hasn't been a, the most outstanding solo documentary
1: right
4: it'd be great if there could be one combining all four but that would take so many hours to put together right um, and when you're dealing with even with someone who led a, a short life like John, there's so much to talk about there that it takes hours and hours. You know, I kind of wish that they had handled living in a material world just from George's solo career on and not cover the right Beatles and right. try to do all that, you know, in two, two and a half hours. That could have been great. But given the choices of what we've had already, even though I'm Mr. Solo Beatle,
6: we're going to go with a hard day's night. Yeah, I, I thought for a minute you might pick, I don't know, I'm glad you didn't say John and Yoko, a love story.
3: <laughs> <laughs> now now adam now is this including films that, that they acted in as well or just documentaries
8: yes. no all of it Anywhere. all of it okay
3: yep. well that that changes because Those you know obviously you, you you pick hard, i mean obviously hard day's night is the one you want to uh you know preserve, preserve and study
8: him yeah.
3: but i mean if i was to pick one from the solo solo years i i maybe I'd pick that'll be the day the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the film Ringo uh, was a co-star in um, just because that period was so important to, you know, the Beatles. I mean, that's when, you know, the music came out that that inspired them to, to, you know, be the artists
5: that they became. So maybe I'd, I'd pick that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kit. Yeah. I I'd also throw in the, uh, the uh, imagine the John and Yoko, film because you know that was a visual album and uh today you know there are visual albums done and and before that but that was you know maybe not the first but it was one of the early ones and so i mean you know you can study it on that level you can um you know study it uh certainly on an artistic level uh and uh so i i would say that one Uh, Would be worth uh, study, and from music video level as well. Mm -hmm. Of course, I mean those are, but uh, but oh, you've got it though. I mean, yeah, you have to preserve our days, night. Yeah, study that. Right.
6: (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. absolutely. And don't 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 forget Magical Mystery Tour. You know, being studied. Paul says, you know, that was a film. People People like Spielberg. we really <laughs> took notice of that was like oh, yeah okay what not to do Come oh, yeah, on, i was gonna right. say no, it. It. yeah there's here's how I'll not yeah no. <laughs> no, but i but i get it i get it yeah i enjoy no. it as a timepiece. piece
0: concept. yeah
5: it, exactly exactly
4: what was that ken I, I think that because it had such a free-form aspect to it it was influential yeah in its own way you know, you can't put magical mystery tour in the same category as a hard day's night and help. They're different film no, no, completely different no, approaches.
1: No. Right.
4: It's like yeah. you can't put let it be in the different substances.
1: The
4: yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um you know, if you want to look at it as a string of videos for each song, it works in that level. But you know, to people who really study film and avant-garde film and experimental stuff, they can point mm-hmm. to a movie like that as being influential. It has been studied on college campuses. Right you know so um but, well, yeah, I know. scorsese i think that praised the film and recognized right. it i don't think it was Bill, but i'm not sure
3: okay but adam you know thank you thank very you much all. buddy
4: thank go
8: so. you good seeing you thank you you too
3: all right all right we're moving you on.
8: yep thank yes you.
3: thank you all right moving on to joanne hello
7: hi joanne you got to unmute yourself. There uh, you go. Hello. Hello. Hey. I didn't know I was coming up. Uh, nice to see you guys. Thanks and, for being uh, here. Yeah. Um, I, I had a couple of different questions, but I'll just stick with one. Um, I George Harrison was always my favorite, my second favorite, I must say. Paul okay. comes first always since I was 14 and I was in Shea Stadium. <laughs> wow. But, But I wonder, uh, I like this question to go to each of you. If you can think of a time when George actually enjoyed being a beetle.
6: Mm. Mm. (laughs) That's a very good question. I like that.
3: Um, Ken, we're starting with you on that one.
4: (laughs) Thanks a lot, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) I have one. (laughs) I think that, in the very beginning, when they were really experiencing success, global success, he liked it. He grew tired of it very quickly. But he liked the aspect of the fame and certainly making the money. And then he realized that there's more to life than just that. But I think he also enjoyed just when he got into meditation with the Maharishi, you know, he found, you know, uh, something there that that gave his life more fulfillment um, even though that was more of an individual thing because you know depending upon I think John was somewhat into the meditation Paul has said through the years you know he appreciated what he learned from that but I think as an individual once he started getting into meditation and spirituality he enjoyed his life from that aspect but he also saw the frustrations and being in a band with two of the greatest songwriters of all time
1: right and
4: um so he had to deal with that while at the same time trying to have um you know his individual happiness which i think he achieved through um spirituality and meditation so i think once he started getting into that aspect of it on his own he was becoming happy but he had still had to deal with all this other stuff while he loved the other beatles and being in the band Hmm. But I think okay. in the very beginning, when he, when the Beatles were successful, I think he did enjoy it.
3: Right. Yeah, I think there's the period if you watch living in the material world, I mean, you, you see the postcard that I think Danny reads that he sends to his mom about how Brian made it to where, you know, all, you know, him, Paul and George or Paul and John were going to be equals when it comes to singing. And I think you, when you hear or see that telegram, I mean, he looks very excited and very happy. Uh, about that so i mean that might be a a time where he found himself very happy because then he's considered a a, an equal with with um with paul and 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 john um happy and otherwise i mean i just don't necessarily see a lot of happiness you know maybe you know while they're doing during the the pop marijuana days you know during the the (laughs) making you hear about all the fun they had during the making of help you know obviously he had to have been happy there um you know maybe even during the recording of a hard day's night you, you know they look they look like they're all of them are having a great time and they're happy uh you know so to just pinpoint uh, one time i think is kind of tough but i think when you when you read to see that living the material material documentary and you see the postcards that he's sending home and he's talking about um you know uh, being able to to sing the same amount of songs as, as john and paul were were able to do i think that shows that he was happy about being a beetle. Uh, myself, uh, Kit?
5: Yeah, I was just thinking about, you know, going back to the anthology documentary as I remember... Uh, you know, there was a, a a scene where he was talking about in the early years of, mm. of the Beatles and, and Beatlemania, even the early years. You know, he talked about how tight they were,
1: right. and
5: and he seemed to you know have very fond memories of that. Um, And and when they were on their off days when they were touring, and I and again, I'm talking about the early years of Beatlemania. You know, when they and they showed home video of them, you know, lounging around a pool and and then go karts and stuff like that, and it's seemed like those days he enjoyed uh before it got completely out of control but also I was thinking about obviously the get back sessions there were there were filled filled with drama and all but as we saw in the documentary there were moments those where he seemed to be having some fun I mean you know and it was when he was working you know when he Mm -hmm. was composing you know like uh when he was working on uh Uh, you know old brown shoe and you know Mm -hmm. stuff like that i i think uh um, you know i mean mine and then i don't you know he just seemed to be having fun and of course helping out ringo uh with octopus's garden i mean the way kind of beam when he was working so there were these moments where you could see kind of you know the old sort of fun that that he had and it was when he was creating you know and then of course Uh, then some of the business stuff would come back but um so i think it was definitely the early years but i I, you know there were probably moments even you know in the bad times as i said when it came to creating and all that he still you know had had fun but um you know probably as time went on they may have been a little more few and far between shall we say
6: (laughs) (laughs) all right joe well, I didn't want to go last in this one because I had one that popped right into my head and I was hoping nobody took it. Nobody did. Um, Ed Sullivan, uh, when they first Ed Sullivan show, George in particular to me seemed to be They all seemed to be thrilled with it, having a good time. The beginning of stardom in America. And there's a moment, especially when they're doing I Think it's She Loves You. I don't know how much people know frame by frame how many times they've seen this, where John and George kind of look over to each other when they're singing one of the lines. Uh, and there's a pause from moment. John looks over and George gives him a, no, a knowing smile as if to say like, yeah, we made it, you know, kind of thing. I get goosebumps thinking about that. And mm-hmm. it's a moment, oh, look at that, she loves you uh, some, sometime and watch that moment. Um, I, I think I, Tony was sending messages here, I think, saying, oh, George was, wasn't happy in concert. I, I don't know about that, you know. Uh, some of the early ones shea stadium he seems to be having a blast at least with john on the when they're doing i'm down anyway if Mm -hmm. nothing else uh at the organ electric organ but uh yeah right away i thought of like the ed sullivan show but if you were going to ask me just to throw this in what was some of george's happiest moments performing period it's the carl perkins special from
5: 1985 (laughs) (laughs)
3: oh yeah yeah he was happy then absolutely all right, cool. Thank you, Joe. Uh, Joanne, great question. Thank, thank, you. thank you very much uh, for for being here and and, and supporting. Uh, talk more talk. Appreciate it.
7: Oh, thank you. glad to be here. Thank you.
3: All right, take care. Uh, we're gonna move to uh, to George next. I, I'm sure that's not. <laughs> the real name. Yep. Oh yeah, no, I think. <laughs> oh, is it your real name? You're oh, out. You, oh, see, you gotta oh, unmute yeah, yourself. On mute.
0: Yep, yep. Uh real name is Georgiana. I've been called George all my life. Okay. Georgiana, oh, nice.
6: yes. thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. I'm glad you got that right, Tom. Yes. <laughs> you said it's not your real name, I'm sure. Yes, it is. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> and 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 again i just want to mention uh, that uh, george is a very special guest uh because uh she is a good friend of of uh was a good friend of mel evans and right. has really been working to keep his memory alive and and uh has uh, been helping with uh, ken's upcoming books so so she is a really honored guest uh, tonight i i was thrilled to meet her at the chicago fest she's become a good friend so i'm so glad that that you're here So thank you so much for being here. Yes. Thank Thank you. you. Now give us your
3: hardest Mel Evans question you
0: got. I actually was going to do a Mal Evans, but I thought, no, Ken might say, wait a minute.
6: (laughs) Maxwell Silver Hammer. That's my favorite Mel Evans contribution.
0: Actually, um, my question is about covers. Because early on as a Beatles fan from the very beginning, I loved it that they covered so many artists and did a really good job. I I sort of had a three-prong question, but maybe we'll narrow it down. And you have to think if it were possible, obviously with the two of our beloved Beatles gone, um, I get to, I asked this a lot of my friends and I, I have it in three parts here. What song, current, or even in the past, would you have liked to hear the Beatles sing either solo or as a group? And you know, the first thing that popped up in our recent conversations with a friend of mine was I would love to have heard John sing Until I Found You by Sanchez, which I think is absolutely a fantastic song to begin with. So is there a song that you would have liked to hear them cover? What is the best song that they covered what is the worst song that they covered? Oh, wow. wow.
3: <laughs> and I'm first. Thanks. <laughs> Go for it, Tom. The favorite song that they covered as a as a group. Um, you know, I I there's there's a I mean everybody's trying to be my baby is is one that I enjoy. Words of love mm. uh, is is one that that I enjoy. Um that, that, that i really don't care for um
5: i know I, what you're you know, gonna say
3: well you know <laughs> listen t- see what you want about twist and shout i i you know i some of times wow. even the, listen oh. no i don't get me wrong it's it's one of the greatest <laughs> vocal performances ever okay however I, there's times where i i just don't want to hear it you know we know how we know it's great i just just times you know unfortunately there's that 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 fatigue word uh that sometimes it ha- j- just happens um mm-hmm. you know um i would have loved to to hear them cover um anything that's that's has a lot of harmonies to it. I think, you know, like Crosby steals a Nash song, Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe even like, maybe even James Taylor song. Um, you know, if they were to continue into the seventies as a, as an act, um, I can see them maybe covering Joni Mitchell, uh, Neil Young, um, you know, just, just, just me. I mean, because a lot of these artists, they, they either admired or, or ended up working with, um, you know, so for me, I would like to have seen them, um, covers a, a band that had a lot of harmonies, uh, in their, in their, in their, um, <laughs> repertoire.
5: So, uh, that would be me. And then Kit going on to you. Well, you know, me, I love their R and B covers. They just right. really knew how to do it. Hard to pick one. I did love their cover of money. Uh, uh, John just hit his vocals on that were just Incredible. Um, so I love their cover of money. will say, and I'm probably gonna have a lot of virtual tomatoes thrown at me for this. I wasn't um crazy about their cover of rock and roll music. Um yes, I so. I thought I don't know, there was just something a little flat there. Uh that, like it could have used a little more energy. I don't know what it is. Um
6: energy.
5: I, mean, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I, I don't know, it just somehow. I, I mean, it, it has just,
6: one thing: it's energy.
5: I I don't know. It, it, it's not the, not that they don't have energy. It's the it's just the maybe it's just the quality of the recording. I don't know what it is. Um, I mean Chuck Berry is hard to top. <laughs> I mean let's put it that way. And that is yeah. Uh, uh, Tony said, "Would I prefer a live version of Rock and Roll music? Maybe you know maybe that's something that it would be improved live, and that the studio just sounded a little, you know." just a a little flat to me. I don't know what it is. Um, what would I like them to cover? You know, I would have liked them to maybe try a little more country, uh, because I mean, I loved Act Naturally. I thought they did such a fantastic job on that. Um, that, um, you know, it would be interesting, you know, I mean, I wouldn't expect them to go 100%, you know, country, but I would have liked to have, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to have heard, hear them the delve into a little bit more um, you know just maybe country ish kind of material I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a specific example off the top of my head I mean kind of you know maybe delving into a bit more buddy Holly or something uh, along that uh, along that line um, because I as I said I love the what they did with Buck Owens mm-hmm. and so it would have be interesting to hear what they you know could do um, you know with with something you know more along I'm, I'm blanking out right now on a specific country artist but i'd like to hear them i'd like to hear them do a little more yeah. in that one vein just to yeah. be a little different be a little hank yeah there you go a little yeah. hank yeah well johnny cash yeah. you know yes. okay
3: uh joe you're next
6: all right well um for the best uh, I thought of right away of money the John's the way he wails away money and you believe every word of it and he wants that money i mean it's it's like a i mean i i get I get goosebumps every time I hear that that's that version by them. The stereo version in that one I like better than the mono version yeah. um but I also twist and shout, but that's a little we call it fatigue factor. We hear that a lot on the radio, twist and shout, but that's such a great performance. You know, one take, John at the end of the session with his vocal cords shredded. He can't do it. He tried another take after that, but his voice couldn't do it. It was shot. I mean, but I, I even, I, I'm giving more than one, but money is number one. But I also wanted to mention words of love because mm-hmm. even though I, I really love Buddy Holly, you know, uh, what a shame, what a waste losing him. But uh, as much as I love buddy holly's uh music i think that i like the beatles words of love better than buddy holly's words of love to tell you the truth. so i wanted to mention that then when i was thinking of uh the worst cover that the beatles did I, I mean i was going through all of them and i think no they were all just as good as the originals if not better <laughs> um, in some cases and then i thought of mr moonlight which is a cover and I don't know the original Mr. Moonlight.
1: Mm-hmm. And I,
6: I'm one of those
4: people. I'm sorry? <laughs> Dr. Feelgood and the interns.
6: Yeah. Yes. I, 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 yes. And I'm not somebody who hates Mr. I, I'm not somebody who hates Mr. Moonlight. I, you know, I enjoy it, the Beatles version. But that's probably the least that I can think of favorite of that. And then I was really, really racking my brain to think of a song that boy, I wish the Beatles had tried. And I I was thinking, you know, they never really did an Elvis song. When I say that, I mean on their regular albums, you know. Right. I'm thinking, what Elvis song? I want you, I need you, I love you. Can I see Paul trying to do that? Uh maybe that, that came to mind. And maybe John doing Rave On. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Buddy Holly.
4: Okay. <laughs> well, there good. you go. Mr. Michaels. Um, of the stuff that they released for EMI, um, it's a toss-up. My favorite is is either. I love Bad Boy. Yes. I think that, uh, you know, John's vocals on, on all these songs, especially Twist and Shout, Money, all these songs are just so great. Such a an, an earthy R&B feel to it all. And it's, you know, the archetype. I always, I can never pronounce that word. Archetypal. There you go. Um, Archetypal song. Um, and the whole arrangement is just so great. Um, I love Bad Boy and I love rock and roll music. Um, I think there's so much energy on the Beatles version. And as much as I love and admire Chuck Berry, I think the Beatles version is far superior uh, in rock and roll music. And I even think Roll Over Beethoven as well. But um, those are my, my top two. I have to give a shout out to some of the BBC recordings that they did because um, since I love the Beatles harmonies, And you mentioned words of love here. Um, To know her is to love her. Mm. What a gem that is, the BBC recording of that. I love the three-part harmony on that song. And um, Soldier of Love is such a great cover right there. Arthur Arthur Alexander's song, Um, Nothing shaken But the Leaves on the Trees, I love a lot. Um, Least favorite? I always liked it. I mean, I like all the covers, but probably the one I like the least at this point is maybe A Taste of Honey.
1: Yeah. Um,
4: mm-hmm. Never in the mood to really hear the song, but when I do, I you know, I enjoy it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there's always got to be one at the bottom there that you like the least, and that would be it.
3: Yeah. I always seem to go to uh, her Albert's version of Taste of
4: Honey. <laughs> 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 love that oh, version. <laughs> That's a classic. It is. Yes. It sure is. Um, you know, can I say one thing about yeah. that? Because my whole childhood, I played the trumpet. Mm-hmm. And I listened to Herb Albert almost as much as I listened to the Beatles. And I played along to his version of A Taste of Honey. Mm-hmm. And for many wow. years, I never knew it was the same song that the Beatles did. Yeah. Seriously, because wow. his arrangement was so yeah. radically yeah. different from yes. what the did. Yeah. And that's the brilliance of that recording. Mm-hmm. Right. The arrangements on Herb Albert's records. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and... I, and um, it's a quirky thing with me. Sometimes I think about songs that Ringo could cover, and he's so good at doing 50s and 60s songs. Um, and I think this is actually early 70s, but My Pledge of Love from the Joe Jeffrey Group, hmm. you know that song, really would fit Ringo's range and his energy and his style. Hmm. And it's kind of ironic. He did a, an album that didn't get released, The Chips Moment, right. released, and on there, He covers I Can Help. Help. Yeah. Best perfect. Which so many years later, after that song was a hit, people said to me, Don't you think that sounds like Ringo? And I said, No, it doesn't. And now when I hear Billy Swan, I think of Ringo. Me too. And, And um, if he did a better version, you know, he wasn't in good shape during the Chiffs Moment sessions, um, having his alcohol problems. But if he really did a very good version of that it'd probably be pretty close to billy swan's version i would think but um i'd like to hear him tackle that and just like joe said it's it's kind of ironic how much the beatles admired elvis presley but when it came to their emi catalog they didn't cover him they did his music live they did some of it for bbc radio that's all maybe right maybe they
6: were afraid to. maybe they were kind of too much in awe of him and that at that, that
4: point and the early elvis i mean mm. you
6: know
4: yeah but i would have loved to have heard more of the the 50s elvis from the beatles right and certainly the one you mentioned joe i want you i need you yeah i, I was trying to think like what, you that. know all, all the songs what you know what which
6: one would be good mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard
3: mm. excellent yeah. uh, you know I, I, Watching that country documentary by Ken Burns, you know, you were talking about Waylon Jennings. I didn't know that uh, he was part of uh, Buddy Holly's band and was, you know, he could have been on that plane as well uh, with them. So um fascinating story there. Um George, thank you very much. You're
0: for being welcome. Here. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I just have to say to all four of you, I'm very surprised that not one of you listed Long Tall Sally as a good cover. That's probably my favorite. Oh, that's okay. a great cover, oh, too. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Oh, that's but one see, totally that's
3: hard to pick. Yeah, hard but see, pick. that's the thing about these questions is putting it on the spot. You know, some You're, things get forgotten, yeah. You know, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And you yeah, know what's good. funny I
6: have I have a I have a lamp here a Beatles lamp and it has all the the UK albums on it mm-hmm. and I'm going through the album <laughs> covers and they don't I have the, the long sheet? it doesn't have a, it doesn't have the long tall sally EP on it so I, never, I didn't
3: think of it that's <laughs> that's
6: hilarious oh,
1: that's I hilarious. I
3: look forward to your involvement with the 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 book and what you Thank have you, um, you know you know, um, participated or gave to Ken Womack for for that. Uh, really, cannot wait for this release. Uh, We all are just foaming at the mouth for this release. We're looking really looking yeah. forward to it. So, so thank you uh, for was- participating. Really appreciate well, you.
0: I always shout out to Peter Hicks. He's the one that contacted me and convinced me to mm-hmm. get that out of your box that's been there for fifty five years and share it. So, right. so I did, and I'm yeah. Ken Ken's the right person to have it. Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for thank being you. here. Yes. All right. We're going to go with Annie from Chicago.
7: Next. What's Woo! going on? Greetings one and all. Happy Hi. to be with you. Uh, all. Hello. Um, so I kind of lost the train of thought of my own question because you guys all covered all the questions really, 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 really well. But I, I think I just want to ask maybe a more Chicago-based question if I could. In that, (laughs) do you think, yeah, do you think that Chicago had as much of an influence on the Beatles, maybe second to New York, maybe a little bit more than LA? What are your thoughts about The Chicago influence on the Beatles. Well, that's
3: perfect because Kid is first.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, obviously not quite, you know, not obviously as much as uh, New York, but uh, but I think uh, certainly, you know, musically, uh, you have the blues, even though you know Rolling Stones uh, have the much. Figure in, you know, that's more obvious um, than the Beatles. Although you do have chess records, uh, which had a number of R and artists that uh, influenced the Beatles, so you do have that connection. Um, And then you have, uh, well, Chicago was also the site of where uh, John gave his kind of sort of apology for uh, the Beatles are bigger than Jesus uh, comment. And I'm trying to remember the name of the hotel. It doesn't exist anymore, Um, but uh, I'm blanking out on the name of it. But uh, but it's that took place in Chicago. Um, And I think, oh, and then, well, this isn't Chicago, but of course, George's sister. Uh, Lived in uh, the uh, the, the way, 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 way out in uh, Benton, Illinois. And, uh, and actually was, uh, George was the first person to set foot in the States Mm -hmm. because of that, uh, and uh, visited his sister and so she has often said she kind of helped the Beatles break in the in the states by, uh, you know, helping him get some of their records to local radio stations. Uh, I'm sure many of you have heard that story. And uh, so in some ways, Chicago slash Illinois did play a part. Oh, and Dick Biondi. Dick Beyondi was one of the. DJs who, um, for a while, there was a story that he was the first one. That's not true. He was one of the earliest, though, disc jockeys who played the Beatles records uh, in the States. Uh, he is still with us. Uh, unfortunately, he's not on the radio anymore. I've heard, I don't think he's he's doing very well health-wise, but, uh, but he's a legend here in, in Chicago. And uh, so that's another connection. So, you know, there are some, they're not as obvious as New York, but, uh, but definitely there are some. And uh, those who have taken my uh, classes such as, such as Mark know that uh, Chicago has many, many music connections. And so with the Beatles, it's not quite as obvious, but, uh, but definitely when it comes to blues and soul. They're they're there and and they influence the Beatles, no doubt about it.
6: Okay, Joe. I'm so glad that Kit went first. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm totally lost. I don't know. I, I wish I could say something. I'm thinking of the group Chicago trying to say. <laughs> I'm but, also lost. Awesome. Can I try to weasel out of it by coming up with the group Chicago? <laughs> I really have other than louise harrison i'm lost i mm-hmm. i really didn't know how to answer that i'm sorry um, <laughs> Ken? anybody else
4: it's kind of hard to top what what kit just said but uh i i thank you for mentioning dick Biondi because um vj records uh was that of chicago
5: another connection for That's that right. reason oh right
4: oh Um, WLS, their top 40 radio station, Dick was on, and they were among the first to play Please Please Me, and it made their top 40 uh charts. Mm. Um, the kid said it's kind of been proven he may not have been the first to play the Beatles, but he was certainly one of the first. And mentioning chess records as you did, um,
5: Uh, there you go, someone's holding up a WLS uh (laughs) charts there. There you go, thanks, Annie. (laughs)
4: and uh paul likes the song chicago 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 <laughs> he sung that a few times that's about all that i would know <laughs> on this topic
3: <laughs> well what we need is annie to write a uh, beatles in chicago book and hey. um uh, <laughs> hey! she's got the research right there and um i'll be first in line to
2: uh To buy (laughs) it,
5: and Annie, we've got to get these guys to come to the to the Beetle uh, Fest in Chicago next year. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Can
7: I just say I've been going to the fest since 1979. Mm -hmm. Hence, a lot that you see behind me are things from the fest. You've got to come to Chicago if you've gone to New York. It's awesome. If you've gone to LA, gone to to Vegas, I've gone to all of those. There's a different kind of feel in Chicago. Right. It's really interesting. If you've gone to a fest in one place, go to another fest in another place. Yeah. You get a, con- a different vibe all right. together Hey, guys, thanks so much. It was great. Thank great. you very thank much, you. Oh, thank, you, Annie. thank you, Annie. It's so yeah. good thank seeing you. you. One
3: of my uh, big regrets for uh, living in Chicago for six years was never going to a fest.
1: Yeah. There, oh, you know, got to come but, back.
3: Well, you know, as a chef, you're really frowned upon on taking weekends off, uh, oh, you know, right. so. <laughs>
5: that's right that's
3: but uh whatever I'll, I'll get there i will get to a chicago Ooh. fest i'm looking forward to uh, meeting you there annie thank you for your question thank you for being here and we're going to end of this uh rack our brains with the one and only robert s robert my friend hey, Thank you, you made it you made it and yes, uh thank recently you in the presence of ex beetle <laughs> Uh, Pete Best, and uh, which you did a fantastic job with your video, Robert. What is your question, my friend?
10: Well, first off, I'd like to say congratulations to Kit, Ken, Tom, and Joe for 100 shows.
0: Thank you. A special
10: thank you to Kit for going the extra mile to make sure that I can get on here today. (laughs) today No problem, Robert. Actually, the 12th hour. So I appreciate it my question i know we're running out of time so i'll, I'll make it quick
5: no worries
10: uh, the solo Beatles, as you know collaborated and or performed with other musicians you know john with david bowie yeah. and paul with stevie wonder and michael jackson and so on is there a particular collaboration that you would have, have liked oh, to have seen <laughs> one what just pick one beetle oh okay. I, have any, I have all right well, well, Joe, for example, tom, first, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you something tom you mentioned neil young earlier Mm -hmm. And that's actually half of my answer. Okay. As as odd as it may sound, I would have liked to have heard John and Neil do a song together.
3: Interesting. Interesting. Okay. (laughs) Joe, you're first on this one.
6: Well, uh, I've never, I've never, I can't believe it, seen Elton John. Uh, I wish I would have went to the Elton John concert in 1974. and no clue whatsoever that John Lennon was going to show up. And uh, had him join Elton on stage Thanksgiving night in uh, '74. Uh, I mean, if you talk about it, that kind of a collaboration, I mean, does that count? Or you want,
10: uh, well, you know? Records? But I, I guess what I was asking is, an artist that they did not collaborate with, they did not collaborate like, with, that they that they would have done, a, a, you know, a song with some songs with. Well, you know, I mean,
1: kind I of solo? solo. I mean, I've always wondered why.
10: Right. Uh,
6: Paul, if this counts again Paul Simon uh you know with uh, John or Paul and I also was wondering why Dylan and Paul have never tried something together I'd love to you know but I'd like to see them collaborate Bob Dylan maybe I going write the words <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know and uh Paul write the, a melody I would I would love to see that I don't know why that's never happened you know? and these days who would sing it
3: Oh, <gasps> oh, Ring, oh Ringo Oh wow. Robert. Wow! Oh, oh,
6: okay. Ringo, Ringo.
4: Ringo still sounds like Ringo. <laughs> Ken, yeah, Ken, let Ringo sing it. Ken, how about you? There's so many people, uh, but you know its it's a little complicated because you me- you mentioned Elton John, who I have the greatest admiration for. Yes. John Lennon worked with them, uh, Ringo worked with Elton, but they never wrote anything with Elton. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have minded hearing John Lennon try to write a song with Elton John or Paul McCartney try to write a song with Elton John. Um, um, I would like to mention, even though, yes, Paul wrote one song with Stevie Wonder, that's not enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, really, seriously, collaborate together. And Paul Simon is another one. And it's and you know what, Paul Simon with John, Paul Simon with Paul, Paul Simon with George Harrison. <laughs> I would have given for anything when you heard George Harrison work with Paul Simon on Sunday Night Live, how they sounded together. Yeah, they would have been so natural together. Um, and you know that that John and Paul admired Paul Simon so much. Um, I still wish Paul McCartney would work with Paul Simon. Mm -hmm. they're two of the greatest songwriters ever um i think that could that could work and i i think john lennon when he was alive working with paul simon i would have welcomed um but there's way too many but prince is also another one that i thought about with paul because Mm -hmm. he would have really given paul more of a kick and an edge in his music
1: Mm -hmm. you
4: know prince is very fearless you know he did whatever the hell he wanted paul does Mm -hmm. too in his own way but sometimes you know Paul that, needs that would find.
10: be that would be an interesting combination. Yeah, yes.
4: I wish uh, you know when Prince was alive that that he had worked with Paul.
10: Right.
3: Um, you know, we had done a show on this a uh, while back where we talked about you know acts that we would love to see the the Fabs work with. Um, you know, I'm going to stick with. I would love to see Paul work with uh, the Abba girls um you know just to see them do something uh together uh they're like in the you know late 70s early 80s i think that their voices would have uh would have gelled together uh nicely uh neil young like you said robert i think um whether it's john paul um both of them i think would have worked nicely with uh with neil young and uh actually uh, Neil Diamond, I think would, uh, would, would, would do something good with, with, with Paul, uh, myself. Um, you know, that's just a few for me. Um, so no
10: Olivia Ringo come. But, uh, uh,
3: no. Hmm.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Stranger things have happened, right? Um, so Kit? Yeah, I'll just throw in a, a You've all mentioned ones that i completely agree with i'll just throw in a couple more for uh uh paul um back when he was still writing songs all oh, billy joel i would have mm-hmm. loved to have heard him do something with paul that i mean mm-hmm. i think that would have been a natural uh for uh, for them to collaborate um and i've mentioned this before this is a well they have kind of collaborated already but um i've always thought paul and beck Could do something interesting. Ah. And I'm talking about a real like you know because yes i know we did a remix of find my way and it was good i i kind of liked it but i'd like them to do an actual like where they're both on the track actually performing together uh because paul has mentioned that he's uh you know a big fan of Beck's and and Beck. i I just find him a fascinating artist and very versatile and uh, i think they could do something interesting together and that remix gave us a little hint of of Mm -hmm. what they could do so um, yeah, I I think that could be fascinating. So, so those are my two that I'm throwing in.
3: Okay, and great, Joe, you, you did this already, mm-hmm. right? We started with you, Joe, right? Yes. Okay,
4: Can I add one more. Yeah, please. Barry Gibb.
3: Barry, oh yeah, no, absolutely.
4: Oh, oh, oh. Come on, the, the Gibb brothers are among the greatest songwriters, writers ever. Yeah. Not only for themselves, but for other people, oh, and great melodic songwriters too. And the two of them admire each other, Paul and and uh, yeah. very good. I would have loved to have seen them work together, and still yeah. would like to see it now. Yeah, yeah, uh, great <laughs> answer, I like that.
3: Yeah, excellent, thank Robert. You. Thank you very much. Appreciate you question. being here and uh, you know supporting the channel. Uh, before we sign off, Ken, you have a little announcement you want to make uh, concerning your uh, website.
4: Well two quick announcements once in a while i have a special contest that i do on my website and i'm giving away this jigsaw puzzle what is it's that a magical mystery tour of a hundred beetle songs there's three thousand pieces wow you put them all together and you'll find beetle songs represented in there this is from the folks at aquarius and also get the name out here NMR Brands, and um, I'm doing a special contest on my website starting tomorrow, it runs through October 10th, it all involves writing down the song titles of four Beatles songs that I post on my special contest page, one at a time, three people will win this, and um, all they have to do is know the four songs, email them to me, and on the 11th of October, those three winners will be announced, but uh, really is a tremendous work of art. You take a look at this, which is hard to do <laughs> they'll they'll win the same the same puzzle they'll have to share you know they get a
3: thousand pieces each yes. or do they <laughs> <Each> <laughs> get
4: 333 pieces okay they all have to work together okay, okay. <laughs> three of these all right and the other thing is um as I hope all of you know, I have a radio show, Every Little Thing, which has been in syndication for quite a while. It's on over 50 radio stations. On John's birthday, October 9th, there's a, uh, an oldie station out of Canada, FM 108. They're going to be running the show 24 hours uh, on John's birthday on October the 9th. So if you never heard that show before, give the station a listen. It's FM 108.ca. And uh, the entire day, Because um, this show has never been made available until recently on demand. So for those of you who have been curious about this radio show, what it's all about, um, this is a great opportunity. Any time of the day on October 9th, put on fm108.ca, 24 hours straight. Some of the shows are tributes to John and have um, thematic sets dedicated to John. So um, I'm really grateful that they're doing this. The program director's birthday is October 9th, so he's celebrating too.
3: Excellent. That's that's awesome. Congratulations on that, Ken. Um Kit, you want to tell everybody how they can get a hold of us before we sign off?
5: absolutely well first of all thank you all uh who are right here those who were uh yes. who were here earlier and, and had to leave early um i mean all of you and all of you who are watching out um out there on youtube uh you know we couldn't do this show without you We couldn't get to 100 yes. without you guys and all of your support of all these years i mean this is just this just means the world to us that you're here with us celebrating tonight and uh and uh also uh, uh, you can uh, find us, uh, of course, on our Facebook page. You can find us on right here on this uh, YouTube channel. And, of course, you can uh, please subscribe and hit the uh, bell when, uh, to be notified of new episodes. You can find us on any um, podcasting service you can think of. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Talk one the number one. You can email us at uh, TalkMoreSoloTalk at gmail.com. Give us your feedback if you have any any episode ideas that you would like to send us uh please do and uh also want to make sure i thank uh beetle ed who runs our show and has run it for quite a while and many of our individual shows as well on fabforradio.com thank you for supporting our show he has been really uh just just been a, a terrific support for us all these years um and uh, i think That's everything. I think that's everywhere you can find it. Oh, and our website, talkmoretalk.com. So you can find us everywhere.
3: (laughs) Okay. Well, that was amazingly 100 episodes uh, in the can. Um, We'll see, you know, I'm sure we'll, hopefully we'll get another 100 in and hopefully you'll all be along for the ride. Uh, Like Kit said, we can't do the show without you. We really appreciate all your comments. Uh, Every time you've joined a live show or watched the show afterwards, um, all your support has been uh, really heartfelt. And again, we appreciate every everybody out there that has at least listened to us for five minutes (laughs) for our whole show. So that being said, for Kittle Tool, Ken Michaels, Joe Mayo, Ken Womack, I'm Tom Hanyadi saying just thank you. You guys are the best, and. We're the greatest, baby, and you better believe it.
6: <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Bye,
1: everybody. <laughs> Take
6: Bye.
0: care. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.